20 in the context of Ephesians chapter 4 is he's talking about the vocation of the believer or the walk of the believer and how that the believer is not to live like they used to live now that they're born again now that they're in the kingdom of God they take on a new life and notice with me in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20 after he talks to them about a bunch of things, he says, But you have not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him, and you have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. Now notice, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to its deceitful lusts. I like the Amplified, it says, Strip yourself of your former nature, Put off and discard the old unrenewed self. And then notice with me in verse 23 of Ephesians 4. Read it with me. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24. Let's read it together. And that you put on the new man. Put on the new man. What is this new man? This new man is the new creation. This new man is what you have become in Christ Jesus. Which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. Now I don't know whether or not we have the Phillips translation upstairs or not. But let me read to you verses 20 through 24. It says, but you have not learned... You, but you have learned nothing like that from Christ. If you have really heard this, His voice and understood the truth that He has taught you, know what you learned was to fling off the dirty clothes of the old way of living, which were rotted through and through with lust illusions and with yourselves mentally and spiritually remade to put on the clean, fresh clothes of the new life which was made by God's design. We're talking about God's designer clothes. For righteousness and the holiness, which is no illusion. I want you to pay particular attention to that. Put on righteousness. You know, in Isaiah, he talks about the robe of righteousness. See, righteousness is to be worn by the believer as a robe. It is something that not only we are, but is someone who we reflect. When we live right and live righteously, according to the word of God, it is a witness. It becomes a robe. It becomes something for everyone to see. Also, he tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, that we are to put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, and he goes through the list of that armor and he talks about the breastplate of righteousness. That breastplate of righteousness is to be seen and it is to be worn by the new man in Christ Jesus. Now, to put off the old man and put on the new man has the same idea of putting off one set of clothes and putting on another set of clothes. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today, in 2013, make sure that you're dressed up in the things that God has called you to be dressed up in. 
the idea that Paul is getting over to the church at Ephesus and to us today, the idea is this. Change your thinking. Change into a different type of conduct. Change into a different type of thinking. Think of a prisoner who's released from prison. Now, what is the first thing that they give to the prisoner once he's released or being released? They give him clothes. He takes off the old prison clothes and he puts on a new pair of clothes. He is a free man. But you see, a prisoner that is released from prison and you see him or her walking around in prison clothes, you might say to them, guess what? You're a free man. You need to take off those clothes and put on some new clothes. Well, I'll tell you right now, the prison doors have been opened for you and me at the new birth. Jesus has annihilated Satan on our behalf, and we are no longer chained in bondage. We have been set free by the power of the living God. Come on, somebody. The prison doors are open. We should walk out of that prison right into our new life with a new set of clothes on. But unfortunately, a lot of Christians, even though they've been delivered from darkness, translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, are still living under the spirit of slavery and the spirit of death. My brothers and sisters, these things ought not to be so. I believe that God is saying to us today that we need to have a complete entire break with the past. You know, when I got born again, I understood this. That my life was going to be different. That I was not the person I once was. And let me tell you this. That when Jesus comes into your life, he's not just added to your old life. The old life dies and you have now a new life. Hallelujah. So putting on the new man has a great deal to do with our conduct. Putting on the new man and being dressed up in him has a great deal to do with the way that we think. Look at verse 23 again in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 says, read it with me, and be renewed where? What this is saying to us is we need to be changed. By the entire renewal of our mind. By its new ideals and its new attitude. You know, there was a song years ago, I think it was a Motown song, says, I got a new attitude. And I don't know exactly what that song meant. But I know sometimes when people get new hairdos or they get a new set of clothes, they say, what's this new attitude? I remember when I changed my hair from like this to push back the evangelistic look in the 80s and 90s. I remember Chandler Cleveland's wife, China, said, what's this new attitude? <laughs> well, glory to God. Some of your friends, some of your cronies, some of the people that you've broken the past with, when they see you, your life changed, your eyes bright, you're walking in health, you're walking in prosperity. They'll say, what's this new attitude? And you'll be able to say, it is Jesus in my life, spirit, soul, and body. I'm reflecting the goodness of God. Would you like to meet him? Amen. Philip says this about the renewal of the mind. Of 
course, let me quote Romans 12 too. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Philip says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. But let God remold your minds from within. Now, I believe this, that the evidence of a renewed mind is change. Change. And change involves something. Change involves adding and subtracting things to and from your life. How many of you have been changed by the power of God? In other words, there must be a putting off and then a putting on to experience change. For example, how many of you ever changed a baby's diaper before? So you take off the old diaper, right? You clean the baby, and then you put the new one on. But many Christians, here's what they're doing. They're trying to keep the old on and then put on the new. What if you did that with the baby? It would stink. And that's why a lot of Christians walk around today with stinking thinking. Because they're, they're, they're trying to hold on to some of the old, not all of the old, but just, you know, just some of the old. And, and they're trying to walk in this new man, but they're sort of on a tightrope and they're kind of like this on the fence. And basically, as a result, just like the baby stinks, a lot of Christians walk around with a stench, a spiritual stench. When all the time the Word of God says... Thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph and through our life diffuses the fragrance of the Lord Jesus. I believe that you and I, in 2013, when we're dressed for success, we're going to be wearing a new spiritual cologne called Ode to Victory. (laughs) Ode to Victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, what do you say we get dressed up in Him? Put on the new man. The new man has a new way of walking. The new man has a new way of acting. This new man has a new way of seeing. Because he sees with the eyes of faith. As new creations, I believe He gives us a new set of eyes. Enabling us to see things that we've never seen before. Enable us to see our future with a attitude of, hey, the future's bright. A new set of eyes. The eyes of your understanding. The eyes of this spirit man is being flooded with light in 2013. It's a new way. It's a new life. It's a new way of acting. It's a new way of walking. It's a new way of seeing. And it's a new way of talking. I think, I was thinking about this the other day. There is a language that this new man should be putting on. This language is the language of the redeemed. We do not talk about being cursed because we're not. We are blessed under the blessing. We are not cursed. We are not poor anymore. Somebody says, well, I don't even have a nickel to my name. According to the word of God, you're rich. And you need to get rid of that poor mouthing. 
and learn the language of the redeemed. You can talk yourself right out of poverty into prosperity. All things being equal, you've got to add some things to that. But you can talk your way out of depression. Did you know that? You can talk yourself right out of sickness and disease. You see, this new creation, this new man, when he's dressed up in him, has the language of the redeemed. Psalms 107 verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord think so. Well, I think I'm redeemed. No, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I was thinking about this the other day and a thought came to me. I wonder if that's God. I think sometimes when people get saved, not only do we need to put them in a foundations class of 101 and they need to discover certain truths in the word of God, but we should put them in the language of the redeemed 101 and teach them how to talk and teach them why they should be talking the way that we're instructing them to talk. See, faith-filled words will dominate the laws of sin and death. You are a product of your words. Your words will either make you or break you. The tongue of the wise, the scripture says, brings forth health and it brings forth healing. Say it with me. I'm putting on. I'm putting on the new man, which is created in righteousness and true holiness. 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, the message says this, that we are to walk out into the daylight, we're to be sober, and we are to be dressed up in faith, that we are to be dressed up in love, and dressed up in the hope of our salvation. Now, dressed up in faith. Look at verse 29 of Ephesians chapter 4. Dressed up in faith. This new man, when he learns this language of the redeemed, His words can become gracious and not filled with bitterness. He said in Ephesians 4.29, read it with me. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Just ask yourself sometime, are the words that I'm speaking to my wife, are they ministering to her? Are they building her up or are they tearing her down? The words that I'm speaking around the job, am I ministering grace or am I ministering strife? You see, the language of the redeemed is a language of faith. The language of the redeemed is also a language of love. Now notice with me in verse 30. Keep in mind that Paul is exhorting us to be dressed up in faith, to be dressed up in love, to be dressed up in hope. Let's talk about this love walk for a moment. Notice with me in verse 30. He says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Let that be, let, let that be gone out of your life. Listen, wrath, bitterness, anger, and evil speaking are not a part of the attire of the redeemed. That's not a part of your apparel that you're to be dressed up in. Read verse 32 with me. Notice this. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, 
Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you, follow it right on through, through verse 2 of Ephesians chapter 5. He says, but be therefore followers of God, or mimickers of God as dear children. And verse 2 says, and walk in love as Christ has also loved us, and has given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for what? A sweet-smelling savor. Love has a scent. Victory has a scent. So one day you may wear Ode to Victory. And then the next day you may wail the sweet-smelling savor of the love of God. Dress yourself up in the love of God in 2013. Refuse to hold any grudges. Let the past go. Forgive once and for all. And by the grace of God, stop rehearsing the past. And live with your life and your eyes upon the Master, upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Dress yourself up in the love of God. If you really want to be dressed for success, you'll dress yourself up in the love of God. Listen, friends, love never fails. When you walk in love, you will know no failure in your life. Dress for success. I'm dressed in the love of God. I've got the life of God flowing through me. And so this new man is dressed in love. Look with me at Colossians chapter 3. And I want to look at that in the message translation. Look at Colossians, the third chapter. Thank you, Lord. Colossians, the third chapter. And notice with me, and uh, verse 12, I believe it is, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14 in the message translation, says, so chosen by God for this new life of love. You know that you've been chosen by him to walk in love? So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Dress in the wardrobe that God has picked out for you. Now, I love having a wife like Brenda for these last 35 years for more reasons than one. But one of the things that I love about Brenda is she's got great taste. I mean, she's a sharp girl. She looks sharp. She dresses sharp. And she wants her husband to be sharp. And sometimes us husbands don't know the difference between sharp and dull. Is that right, guys? And over the course of the years, I'll go and I'll say, well, how's this tie look? And she'll go, "Mm mm-mm. Or, you know, I'll I'll put a pair of pants on. And she says, you're not going to wear that coat with that pair of pants, are you? And I said, no, I wasn't even thinking about it. (laughs) No, I wasn't. I was just trying to see what you'd say. You know, and we'll be at the rack or, you know, recently I've started shopping online at a place that's called Last Call, where you can get, I mean, just tremendous deals. And I'll always show Brenda a picture of what I'm about to purchase. 
Because after all, Brenda knows best <laughs> when it comes to that area. And so I like to, to wear clothing that appeals to her. Amen. And I like to wear clothing that is becoming of the goodness of God. So we could say that there are times that Brenda has picked out my wardrobe. Well, God's got a wardrobe picked out for you ahead of time. You don't have to try to figure out how to live this life. You don't have to wonder with God how He wants you to act, how He wants you to think, and how He wants you to live. He says this. He says, dress now in the wardrobe that God has picked out for you. In 2013, what do you say corporately as a church? We dress up in the wardrobe that he's picked out for us. I thought of an old song this morning when I was waking up. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You see, the garment of praise is to be worn by every believer. But the garment of praise has to be put on. Somebody says, well, I don't feel like praising. That's why you got to put it on sometimes. Are you listening? You just got, sometimes you just got to do some things by faith. And put on the garment of praise. Yeah, but I feel heavy. But that's what he told you. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And guess what? The spirit of heaviness won't stay long when you got the garment of praise in you and on you and all around. Because the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. What do you say as a church in 2013? We don't have to put Pastor Tom through so much work that we come in here praised up, ready, lifting up, holding hands without wrath and doubting. And on the first song, the glory of God starts manifesting. Put on the garment of praise. Don't wait till you come to church to put it on. Put it on in the morning. Put it on in the shower. Put it on when you're baking your food. Put it on when you're drinking your coffee. Put on the garment of praise. Instead of the spirit of heaviness. So here's the wardrobe God has picked out for you. It's robes of righteousness. It's the garment of praise. But notice this, compassion. Do you think that we could be more compassionate as a church? I think so. We've done a lot of good things, but I believe that God is going to enable us to do more, to reach further, and to do better. In your own life, could you be more compassionate? Could you be less judgmental? Less critical? Yeah, but I know that that person's done that. You better watch out because your bony finger, you got three facing this way. It's true. I heard Brother Moore the other night. I was absolutely taken completely with the message that he preached. And he was preaching a message called Strong Again. Friday night. Get it. Listen to it. It was awesome. And he was talking about God enabling a person that has fallen to stand again and to be strong again. But not only to be strong again and not only recapture what's been lost, but God just adding to them the exceeding abundant above all they can ask or think. (laughs) That's the goodness of God. But he said something that just grabbed me when I was listening to him. He says, 
If you've been able to stand by the grace of God where other people have fallen, you must remember that you're only standing because of God's grace in your life. If you've been able to have a good marriage where there's divorce all around you, don't criticize them. Because your marriage is only intact today because of the grace of God. If you've been able to walk in divine prosperity and divine health all these years where other people have experienced battles and gotten fatigued and chosen to go on to be with the Lord, you don't judge those people. You love those people. If you've been able to stand where other people have fallen, it's only by God's grace. You see, we've come this far by the grace of God. Are you listening to me? You're here this morning because of the grace of God. We can only do what we can do by the grace of God. So if we've come this far by the grace of God, I thought about this the other day. You know what? We got further to go. I mean, this isn't the end of it. There's more time left on God's calendar. I don't know how much time it is, but there's more to come. And if there's more to come, we need more grace. And thank God there is such a thing as more grace. But if you want to have more grace in your life, you've got to humble yourself. Because the Bible says he gives more grace to who? To the humble. And so remember this as you're dressing up in 2013. Be compassionate toward people. Be loving toward people. Blessed, Jesus said, are the merciful. For what will they obtain? They will obtain mercy. Notice this now. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion. Could we be more kind? I think I could. How about humble? Quiet strength and discipline. Read verse 13 with me. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Be quick to forgive. Quick to forgive. Forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. Look at verse 14. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. Because love is your basic, all-purpose garment. Isn't that good? Never be without it. And now in closing, I want you to look at verse 14 in the King James Version. And I believe the Spirit of God has spoken to us today. I really believe He has. And I could go on for another hour and talk about the whole armor of God and go into intricacies about the armor of God and different things like that. We not only don't have the time, but I believe the Spirit Spirit of God has spoken to us today. Dressed up in love. Dressed up in faith. Dressed up in hope. Now notice this. Years ago, I was reading a book. I think it was by Larry Huggins. And he was talking about the bond of perfection or the, are the mark of true maturity. Everyone say the mark, the mark. of true maturity. true maturity. How many of you want to mature? Yeah. You want to grow. Yeah. What about the rest of you? 
You don't want to stay the same. You want to grow up into Him. I mean, before Jesus comes, we want to do our level best to be more like Him every day. See, He says here, and above all these things, put on charity or put on love, which is the bond of perfectness, or literally, you could say it in the terminology of today, which is the, which is the mark of maturity. It's the mark of maturity. The mark of maturity is not having a lot of things. Man's life does not consist in the things which he possesses. But the true mark of maturity is a person that believes the best of every person. The true mark of maturity is a person that is not touchy or fretful or resentful. The true mark of maturity is a person that is patient and is kind. Let this mark of maturity be your goal for 2013. Dressed up in faith. Dressed up in love. And dressed up in hope. What would it mean to be dressed up in hope? The Bible talks about putting on the helmet of salvation... One translation says, which is the hope of your salvation. Make sure you got your helmet of salvation on. Because wearing this helmet of salvation and being dressed up in it has to do with the way that you look at your future. I'm having, and I have, a confident, favorable expectation for this church. I have a confident, favorable expectation for every member of this church, every partner of this church. I believe that your best days and our best days are now and still out ahead of us. Amen? Stand up, everybody. Let's give God praise for what we've heard today. Father, thank you so much. Just lift up your hands. Come on, folks. Put on that garment right now. Stir yourself up a little bit. Oh, brikiste bande.